In this shortcast, Dr. Mary Kay Koenig describes her work, Use of Elamiprotide in Patients Assigned Treatment in the Compassionate Use Program, Case Series in Pediatric Patients with Rare Orphan Diseases, published in September 2022. There are several mitochondrial diseases caused by pathogenic variants that impair membrane phospholipid remodeling, for which there are no FDA-approved therapies. Elamipratide is an investigational agent that targets the inner mitochondrial membrane by binding with cardiolipin, resulting in improved membrane stability, cellular respiration, and ATP production. While elamipratide has shown promise in adolescent and adult patients, experience in younger patients does not exist. Here we review the cases of three very young patients with genetically confirmed mitochondrial disease who were treated with elamipratide. Our first patient with Barth syndrome presented at birth with lactic acidosis and severely dilated cardiomyopathy. His ejection fraction was approximately 20%. The cardiomyopathy was refractory to usual medical management, even at maximal doses. At three weeks of age, elamipratide was initiated intravenously at a dose of 0.25 milligrams per kilogram per day and titrated to 0.5 milligrams per kilogram per day. After four weeks of treatment, the patient was switched to subcutaneous dosing and discharged home. During elamipratide treatment, the ejection fraction improved to 55% and the patient met all developmental milestones. No adverse events related to elamipratide were reported. Sadly, the patient succumbed to his disease at five and a half months of age. However, the cause of death was not related to heart failure or elamipratide use. Our next patient was diagnosed with Megdell syndrome. Despite developmental delay in dysarthria, the patient mostly gained skills until five years of age when he began to regress due to worsening myopathy. He lost the ability to use his walker or stand and his dysarthria worsened. At six and a half years of age, elamipratide was initiated with a subcutaneous weight-based dose of 10 milligrams per day. After 15 months of treatment, he began to demonstrate developmental progress with improved articulation and increased stamina and strength. He was able to stand with support and use his gait trainer. Although he developed mild injection site reactions, no adverse reactions to elamipratide were reported. Our last patient was diagnosed with Sanger's syndrome. At three months of age, elamipratide was initiated intravenously at a dose of 0.25 milligrams per kilogram per day and titrated to 0.5 milligrams per kilogram per day by four months of age. After starting elamipratide, the patient showed improvements according to the clinical global impression scale, with the severity of illness improving from markedly ill to borderline ill. Cardiac improvements were also observed, including an increase in left ventricular and diastolic internal dimension, decrease in ventricular septal thickness, and a decrease in the left ventricular posterior wall thickness. No side effects from elamipratide treatment were noted. Unfortunately, this patient died from complications after elective placement of a PEG tube. Collectively, these cases provide evidence for the safety and efficacy of weight-based dosing of elamipratide in patients with various mitochondrial pathologies. These medically complex patients are incredibly fragile, and therefore the fact that they remained stable for a period of time and even made clinical improvements while on elamipratide therapy is remarkable. We believe that the clinical improvements observed in these patients were due to improved energetics, typically observed with elamipratide through the binding of cardiolipin within the inner mitochondrial membrane, acting directly on the mitochondrial dysfunction causing these diseases. 
Our dosing schema in these patients was determined using physiological-based pharmacokinetic modeling of pediatric physiology and its impact on the pharmacokinetics of elimipratide. Based on our experience, a dose of approximately 0.5 milligrams per kilogram per day is well tolerated in pediatric patients under the age of 12 years. To access our full report, please visit the JIMD Reports webpage or click the link in the podcast description. 